This is episode 169, How to Make Close Friends with Nicole. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. If you missed my last Coach's Corner on tips for dealing with loneliness this holiday season, you may want to go back and check that out. Just a reminder, every Wednesday, I air a live life coaching session. Those episodes are always numbered like this one, number 169. And every Saturday, I air a Coach's Corner, which is either an interview with another thought leader or me riffing on something or answering your questions. This coming Saturday, I'm going to put up a podcast where my man and I, Stephanos, are answering your love, dating, and relationship questions. Be getting a lot of questions on social media about how we met and tips for conscious dating, relationship dynamics, and all of that. And since he is a coach as well, we thought it would be fun and helpful to answer your dating and relating questions. So if you have questions you'd like us to answer, please email assist at christinehassler.com and put in love podcast as the subject line and we will answer them in an upcoming Coach's Corner episode. And now I want to take a moment to acknowledge some amazing fans of the show. I am so grateful when you guys and gals leave a rating and review of the show. It means so much to me. We're already at nearly 700 ratings, which is so cool. If you have like five seconds and can go to iTunes and just click a rating, that would be amazing. If you have extra time to leave a review, that would be even more amazing. I'm going to shout out to the most recent review from Jeremy Mark Meyer, who writes, Christine is amazing at what she does. Totally blushing as I'm reading this. This podcast is so wonderful on so many levels. It's helped me to better understand myself and it's helped me to be a better coach at the same time. Thank you, Christine. You're the best. Well, Jeremy, you're the best and all of my listeners, y'all seriously are the best. I so appreciate your feedback, your listening, you sharing the show with other people. I love that so many of you coaches listen as well. That means so much to me. And I always want to provide you incredible inspiration and learning and growth. And, you know, I grow and learn every time I listen to the show. Sometimes I'm so in the coaching sessions that when I go back to do the intro and outro, like I'm doing now, I have to re-listen to my coaching session with the person. And sometimes client Christine learned something from coach Christine. So I'm, I'm learning from the show as well. And like I said, it just means so much to me that you all listen and share about the show and let's keep it going. Let's keep learning and growing together. And we have another great learning opportunity today from Nicole. And I love that we're talking about friendship. We're talking about some wounding she had from a childhood friendship. And I advise her on how to make friends as an adult. And even though we think it'd be easier to make friends as an adult, 
Sometimes it's a lot, lot harder, but the truth is it actually is easier because as adults, we have more communication strategies, but also as adult, we've collected a longer story about all the things we judge as wrong or not good enough. And so we're often intimidated to go out and make friends because we're carrying around old, old stuff from our past that we seriously need to let go of. And that's what I coach Nicole through in this episode. As you're listening to this call, consider, do you have an old wound from a childhood friend or from being bullied that you're still carrying around in your present? And although you may have friends, you don't have any really close friends. Think back to your childhood. Think back to how playful and creative and fun and free you were. Have you completely lost sight of that as an adult? Have you gotten way, way, way too serious? Have you given one person from your past, or maybe that person's still in your present, way too much power? Like one breakup, be it with a friend or romantic partner, or one critical thing a parent says or continues to say, you just allow to have way too much power over your life. And finally, think about what kind of friend you are to yourself. Often when we're going out and looking to make friends, we're not paying enough attention to the kind of friend we are to ourselves. If you talked to your friends or your wannabe friends, like you often talk to yourself in your own head, would you have any friends? And can you kind of start to see how not being a good friend to yourself is impacting your ability to be a good friend to others and to cultivate deeper, more intimate friendships in your life? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching session with Nicole. And before we dive in, I want to tell you about one of my recent obsessions. So if you've been following me for a bit, you may know that I had a stress fracture in my foot. Mm, When did I do that? I don't know, like March or something like that. And before that, I was dealing with the pain of a bunion in my foot. I know, super attractive bunions. Oh, they're very painful. And so heels were never really enjoyable for me. But I love heels because it was so, so hard to find cute flats. And heels just make everything look so much better. That was until I found Rothy's. Now, Rothy's is the everyday flat for life on the go. It is stylish, classic, comfortable, and comes in four fashionable styles, the flat, the point, the loafer, and the sneaker for women and girls. I love the color and pattern selection. They're always updating their lineup. They launch new colors every few weeks and sell out constantly. You've got to check these shoes out. I'm seriously on a movement. As I've been healing my foot, I've learned how terrible heels are for us ladies. They're just so bad for us. They're bad for our back, they're bad for our posture, and they're obviously bad for our feet. And hey, if the new princess can wear them, Meghan Markle slipped on her Rothy's on her recent Australian tour with Prince Harry, then they should be good enough for the rest of us. And they make a great gift for your best girlfriend, your family, or just for yourself. And here's what's so cool as well. This will blow your mind. They're made from recycled plastic water bottles. <laughs> so they're the softest shoe you'll ever put on your feet. Rothy's has almost reached 20 million bottles recycled. And a major bonus, they're machine washable because, let's face it, feet sweat. So I love my Rothy's, obviously, and you will too. Right now, Rothy's has an amazing deal for my listeners. Use code OVER, O-V-E-R, to get free shipping with no minimum. 
So free shipping, free returns and exchanges on your Rothy's shoes. Go to Rothy's, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com and enter over it to get your new favorite flats and free shipping. And now on to my call with Nicole. Nicole, welcome to the show. How can I help? Well, I feel like I am old enough that I want to let people close to me in my life. I want to have real friends. I had a, I think of it as a breakup in the way that other people think about breakup with like romantic partners is the way I think about friends. Mm. And when I was junior high age, the person who'd been my best friend since before I can even remember my parents tell me we met when I think I was two. So you're talking about really young embedded in my little brain. Yeah. She dumped me then. And I think there's been this pattern this kind of repeated and I retreat further and further. So I have this sort of wall. I have lots of friends, but I don't have lots of close, like really people you really trust, you know, you Mm -hmm. let close to your intimate stuff. And I want that part of life. I want to, it's had that richer experience, you know? Yeah. And I'm sorry, how old were you when you had this friend? It sort of happened as a process. I would say, well, I met her when I think I was like two. And then this, what I'm calling the breakup, it happened when I was in junior high, kind of in tandem with puberty. And when the Mm. whole world feels kind of weird. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And what beliefs do you think you formed when that happened about yourself, about friends, about life? I think it's that when... You can't trust other people. So use I language. Okay. Uh, I will be hurt by anybody I let really close. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That I'm I'm not safe. Mm -hmm. That I'm not okay uh, somehow. Yeah. Okay, like in terms of safety or okay in terms of like something's wrong with you? Um... I think it's because of the age I was in terms of being like a total geek, like not acceptable, not mm-hmm. cool enough, not whatever. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even have um, many casual friends during this phase until I got contacts and my whole personality changed. And suddenly I got my next best friend. And then we had a breakup that <laughs> that sounds so weird, but that's the way I feel about it. <laughs> well, I would encourage you not to judge it. I would really encourage you not to judge it because friendships are very, very, very significant relationships. And sometimes a breakup of a friendship, especially a long-term friendship, can be more devastating than a romantic breakup. So, Well, I would say that she was this original person that I think this sort of really hit into my little brain. Uh, I'd say it was 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. From before I even had memory. So that original friend, let's just call her Angie, the first Mm. one. What did you really love about her? All the sort of like idealistic sort of, when you think about like perfect childhood memories where kids are just outside, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, doing dumb things. When I say dumb, meaning they don't have to have a purpose. Mm -hmm. Like So play. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I did all that with her. It was like, the sort of stuff they say kids don't have the childhood of anymore, where you're running around in the streets. I don't know. We were back and forth between each other's house all the time. And you probably felt very free, 
Very free, yeah. very playful, very creative. Oh, yeah. And how much of that do you Definitely. have in your life now? Um, not enough. <laughs> I'm uh, consciously trying to bring it back in. Uh, it's really funny. Last night, I played 1970s disco music. Mm. <laughs> and I felt some of that again. I mean, not that I love my best friend and my best friend loves me sort mm -hmm. of thing, but like free. Right. Right. And this is kind of what I was getting to is bringing back the essence of how you felt when you have had these friends, because this, this kind of, you made, it's, it's amazing how much power we give one person in our past. And you've given Angie, as we're calling her a lot of, a lot of power. You can see that I'm sure given her a lot of power in terms of your self-worth and your safety and all of those things. And because of that, you've also disconnected from a really important part of you, the playfulness, the being free, the creative, and, and you had a taste of it last night and you're missing that part because whenever we're in a good friendship with someone, we also are better friends to ourselves when we're engaged in them because they're mirroring to us the kind of friend we want to be to ourselves. Did that make sense mm. what I said? Yes. And I think there might be another important element I should share with you. And that's that we never had a fight. It just, there was never a talk. It's just, I would realize I was the only one making any contact. And after a while I felt really bad and just didn't reach out anymore. Rejection, right? Mm -hmm. So meaning that there is never any resolution. Mm-hmm. And I've seen her as an adult a few times and I just put on the fake happy face, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember saying to my father, showing my vulnerability that I was upset. And he said to me, it was really shaming. Aren't you over that yet? Mm. Um, so this sort of suppression thing, I feel, is somehow linked. Absolutely. The suppression of the grief about it. And you lost your, you not only lost your best friend, you lost your access to play and freedom, creativity and fun. Yeah. It's come back in blips, but uh, not the same. Right. Because I think that you associated when I'm like that, I lose love. Oh, that's, that's sad. <laughs> well, it's sad and it's also not true. It's also not true. So you know, there's, there's a couple directions here. There's one working with updating the limiting beliefs around not being able to trust others around. I'll be hurt by anyone that gets close. I'm not safe. The thing that is also happening is you're really not living into the fullest and most free version of you to be able to attract the kind of friends you're longing for. That's true. <laughs> so it really starts with you becoming a better friend to yourself. Angie, as we're calling her, and the other friend, they were just reflections of aspects of you. And anyone that hurts us is a spiritual teacher. We don't know why she got away from the friendship. We could make up a ton of reasons for it. We really don't know why. It could be something like she was jealous of you. Who knows what the reason was? It could have all been her stuff. We have no idea, right. but you're making it about you and therefore making yourself wrong for it when really we don't know. What we do know is that you have the ability to have amazing friendships. And what's so amazing about being a grown up is that so much of the 
pardon my language, crap that gets in the way when we're little (laughs) isn't there because we can have really open communication with someone. Like I just had a, with one of my best friends, I had a really intense past two weeks and we were supposed to talk and one of my calls ran long. We just were missing calls and it was mostly on me. It was mostly me not being available. And she said to me, you know, Christine, I, I love you. And I'm just saying this because I want us to continue to have like a close, intimate relationship. I felt sad that I couldn't reach you. And I felt sad that we couldn't talk even for five minutes. And I just wanted you to know that like you matter to me and I miss not being able to talk to you. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for saying that. I apologize for being unavailable. I love that you just told me that and I will absolutely course correct. And we were able to have a very grown up conversation about it. And that's what's possible in friendship. It sounds really mature. I had something happen when when I was moving and really right after I got married and had a lot of mixed feelings about it, I reached out to my various friends at that time. And there was one who um, didn't call me back. And I think I sent her a message saying I felt really sad or something. And she got really angry with me and felt acted like I was guilting her. Whereas I felt I was being really sincere and that scared me. How did you communicate it? I don't remember. To me, I was really sincere trying to share my feelings. So hearing what you're saying, it sounds like what I tried then. And I don't know, I guess you attract healthier people. Yeah, yeah, that's that's part of it. It's also in how like my friend and I communicated. She didn't say, Christine, you didn't call me back. It really hurt my feelings and I'm really upset. She used I language. She said, I felt sad. I love our friendship. I missed you. Oh, yeah. So there was no blame. It's a nuance. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a nuance and it's also, it's really about self-responsibility. And yeah, we do have more of a mature friendship and we both have done a lot of work. But see, since you have the belief that you suck as a friend, you're not attracting (laughs) the best kind of friends. Or obsess about the ones who hurt. Right. Right. And it's time to let them go. I've been hurt by friends in my past many times, but I cleaned it up and I became a better friend to myself too. And they were all lessons. They were all, they were all teachers. You know, some friendships hurt me because I, you know, my light was too bright and there was jealousy. And I took that personally for many, many years until I realized, oh, wait a second. Just like I've been jealous of people, people might've been jealous of me. And that was triggering. So I'm going to forgive myself for being jealous of others and I'm going to forgive people for ever being jealous of me. And I'm going to focus more on how I can connect to people. There's also been friendships that have ended that had nothing to do with me. They were just in their own life or we wanted different things and different values. So I'm not saying you can just clean this up in your mind by listening to what I'm saying. There's some grief and some pain that you need to give yourself permission to feel because it is a loss. And that comment from your dad is one of the things that has held you back from really going in and feeling the sadness around this. There's a little, little Nicole, like grown up Nicole (laughs) can hear what I'm saying, but little Nicole is like, I'm really sad. I'm really hurt. And we need to honor her. So that's the first piece. You're in my personal mastery course, yes? You're right. Okay. So there's the process called the empty chair process. And what I'd recommend- oh, I haven't gotten to that yet. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. What I'd recommend in that is you sit in one chair and little Nicole sits in the other and you just have a conversation about what it felt like when Angie stopped being her friend. 
and you let her cry and you let her be sad and you tell her that it wasn't her fault and you tell her she didn't do anything wrong. Mm, I feel uh, tears as soon as you say that. So I know there's something (laughs) in there. Um, Stay with the feeling. So I just want to normalize. I just want to normalize and really honor your sadness around this. You lost your best friend of 10 years at a very tender time in your life. That hurts. Definitely. Yeah. And you've continued to pour salt in the wound by believing that you're a bad friend and not worthy of friendship and that you can't trust others because that belief, I'll be hurt by anyone if I let them get too close. The more ouchy belief underneath that is I'm not worthy of friends. Something's wrong Mm. with me. I did something wrong. Uh, I couldn't have had a closer friend. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely feels like I didn't, uh, she couldn't have valued me or what we had. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I feel like that. And I feel the other thing would be really helpful for you. And you're never going to send this, but write her a letter. Write her a letter from that place inside that still misses her. Yeah. I have this fantasy that we'd be the sort of friends who would be all together and reminiscing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and if one day when this feels more clear inside of you and when it doesn't feel so triggering, you might reach out to her. Mm. Yeah. It's uh, scary (laughs) to. What's scary? The idea that, you know, she'd have the opportunity to reject again. Um, Well, but if you do this healing work that I'm walking you through, you'll be mm -hmm. able to see that it's really her, not you. When someone says no to us, we don't need to take that personally. There's a reason for their no that usually has very little to do with us. And here's, here's the other thing. Her no may be because she doesn't want to bring up old pain. Again, we don't know the reasons why the friendship ended. So if she did say no, it may be more of an avoidance of old pain. I'll tell you a quick story. I had a friend who was like my, oh, just like my best friend. And so I didn't have a lot of friends. So my best friend was like everything to me. And we were inseparable, inseparable for years, especially in high school. And Around kind of my senior year, things started to go a little better for me. Like I went to prom. She didn't go to prom. I started to, from her perspective, I think my life started to get better than hers. And I really tried to maintain the friendship and we stayed friends when we went into college. But as we got a little older, she just distanced and distanced and distanced herself. And I think part of the reason why was because middle school and high school was like not a great time in either one of our lives. And her adulthood got really good. She got married, had kids. I think she was happy. And I think a friendship with me triggered memories from the past, which she honestly Mm. didn't want to deal with. Like I reminded her of not a great time in her life. So I could take that personally, or I could really just have compassion for where she was coming from. 
and to know that we had a season, not a lifetime together. And what this pain and these old limiting beliefs are blocking you from are those friendships that you can have for a lifetime. Most of my Mm. best and closest friends that will be my lifetime friends, with the exception of maybe one or two people, I met in my 30s. I don't have anyone really from my childhood. Yeah, you change and you grow, I guess. Yes, we all change and we all grow. And not many of your childhood friends are on this personal development path. Like if you're in mastery, if you're attracted to this podcast, you're doing deep work. You're ready for the kind of mature, intimate friendships and relationships that we're speaking about. I have this sort of relationship with my sister because she does all of this too, but uh, not really anybody else. Yeah. Well, but that's because of your fear, not because they're not there. Mm. So this would be my steps to you. First, work through the emotions. You're in mastery, which is great. You can work through the emotional section and the mental section. That's a big one. Second, I want you to write a letter to Angie. (laughs) Just telling her how you feel. And just get your feelings out. And let yourself feel like you're communicating it to her higher self. You know, the letter will never get sent. Maybe you'll never reach out to her but you just need to feel expressed and then really go into those limiting beliefs that you talked about. Like I can't trust others. I'll be hurt by anyone. I like close. I'm not safe. I'm not okay. I'm not acceptable and bust those beliefs. Find evidence for where they're not true. I am sure there are people in your life, even if it's just one person that you've let get close and you haven't gotten hurt. Yeah. (laughs) And then the last part is I want you to write, out sort of a description of the kind of friend that you are and want to be, and then really become that kind of friend to yourself. Because what's also happened whenever we have the belief that I did something wrong, something's wrong with me, and we feel rejected externally, it really rears up our inner critic. So we become harder on ourselves than anyone else ever possibly could be as a method of protection. Oh yeah, that I recognize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I love the idea that you talked about the me cutting off my creative self. That I feel so much. Um, that's really fascinating to me. Yeah. Mm. Yep. You cut off the part that got expressed when she was in your life. She didn't bring that out in you. That's just a mirror. She's just a mirror. So when the friendship got cut off, you cut off that part and it is time to bring that back. Yeah, I I let it out some with my kids. Again, this like silly disco music or Mama Mm -hmm. Mia or whatever. And when my husband was away, we'd have dance parties and just be silly. I love it. (laughs) And now that they're older, I realize I'm not doing it. And guess what? They've passed the age I was when this relationship broke up, so to speak. Yep. I get it. I was like, wait, why aren't we doing that anymore? Yep. Yeah. Music really does it for me. (laughs) Good. Then use that and get into whatever else really harnesses that expression. Oh, how fun. (laughs) Yeah. Oh gosh. I love it. That's your reaction. That's wonderful. And your kids are, how old are your kids now? Well, now they're teenagers, 14 and 16. 14 year old is still open. Mm -hmm. 
to this sort of silliness. <laughs> I love it. And yeah, I call it silliness, but I guess creativity could be another yeah, another way of terming Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like loving life, you know, yes. Just embracing inner child, whatever you want to call exactly. it. Exactly. Like, exactly. That's tired it. tired of being this like professional grown-up. I love it. So it's time to play. And I swear if you, and this is a wonderful thing, like you can have the deep friendships I'm talking about, you know, people that are doing this work and also be really silly and play because what I've learned and what I really want to emphasize for you and everyone listening is having mature, intimate, vulnerable friendships uh, with people that have done personal development work. We also have access to our little kids. So I'm very silly and funny with my friends. (laughs) <laughs> there's the seriousness of really being able to hold each other in that, but then there's also the play. So more play, more silly. This will really help shift this for you. Mm. I have to admit I'm still afraid as well, <laughs> but I guess it's because I've not done the work yeah, yet. Yeah, <laughs> you haven't done the work yet. Do Step by step. So work with the emotional level, right? Deal with the grief, write the letter, bust and update your beliefs come up with a new friendship description and be that kind of friend to yourself and then be a freaking kid. Have fun (laughs) and play and be free. Yeah. One of those uh, silly grownups that uh, (laughs) you're like, I want what she's having. Yeah. (laughs) You can do it. Get out more of that disco music. Yeah. I've got messages from my dad for sure. I need to shove out I moved to New York to try to be some of this mm-hmm. way as a, be a creative professional. And I came back to visit him and he says to me, what are you wearing now? Have you gone all New York on us? Yes. And another person like, that you've given too much power to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so time to take your power back. Definitely. Mm. Is this helpful? Yeah, yeah, definitely. The uh, creative link is really sort of a connection I hadn't really made before. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll have more access to that if you do the healing work around it. All mm. right. I think I've got some writing and some uh, crying and forgiving. And, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nicole. Thank you. Aww. Thank you. So thank you to Nicole for bringing forward such a great topic. There's so much that came forward in this call. First, just once again, looking at how those things from our childhood, those things from our past imprint us and definitely impact and affect our present and future until we go back and feel, deal, and heal. That's the short way I like to say it. We feel those old feelings that got stuffed away. We deal with those feelings with compassion and with looking at the beliefs we put we put up because of those feelings and because of those events. We up those beliefs and then we heal with bringing compassion and love to those younger parts of us, those places that got hurt, forgiving ourselves and others, and then taking new action moving forward. And that's what Nicole's really being asked to do. And for any of you that are particularly dealing with having difficulty making friends or making really close, deep, intimate friends, I hope that you took away so much from this podcast. It isn't because of the city you live in that you don't have close friends. It isn't because that you're doing personal transformation work and no one can relate to you. It isn't because you don't have enough time. It isn't because you're a certain age or a certain race or a certain sex or a certain height. It's not because of any of those things. 
is because of belief systems and old wounds that you have in place. And that should be good news because you don't have control over those things I listed previously, but you do have control and choice over your ability to feel, deal, and heal. And once you do that, you'll naturally attract more conscious, intimate friendships. And yeah, I would be willing to put yourself out there. I pride myself and I'm, oh, my heart just bursts with joy when I think about the friends that I have in my life. I have amazing friends that are like a family to me. They didn't just show up on my doorstep. I worked on myself. I worked on becoming a better friend to myself. I put effort into it. I would ask people out on friend dates. I would carve time out in my schedule to create friendships. And over time, I didn't have to work so hard to make new friends, but I still put the energy into nurturing my friendships. I think that friendships sometimes go last on our priority lists. And from my point of view, that's a massive mistake because friendships are the foundation for everything else. And with good friendships, we have people that can support us when we're going through challenges in our intimate relationships, challenges with our partner, with our children, with our blood-related family, challenges that we're having at work or financially. Our friends can be that safe space that we land. So don't put friendship last. Make time for your friends. Make time for making new friends. And one of the easiest ways that you can go out and meet like-minded people is to put yourself in places and situations where you can meet them. My spring retreat is a great opportunity for women. Sorry, this one's for women, but stay tuned, men. I may have a really exciting announcement coming up where you can join me for a retreat. So stay tuned. It's coming. But my spring retreat for women, great place for you to come and meet like-minded people, like-minded women. We have people that came to my retreat like eight years ago that are still best friends today. So take action. Don't think that friends are just going to show up on your doorstep. So let's dive a little bit into this particular session with Nicole. So you heard the story. She had that original friendship that ended kind of abruptly in, in a lot of ways traumatically. Then that cut playing out with another new friend until she decided, not safe to make friends. No, this isn't safe. So I'm not going to let anybody too close. And so now she has friends in her life, but she said, not very close, intimate friendships. So in working with her, I really wanted to get to the essence of what the owie belief was, right? Because there's a belief of, I can't trust people and I'm just going to get hurt. That's one core belief that's pretty owie, but there's a deeper one under that. And that was the belief that there's something wrong with me. Like if this person rejected me as a friend, I must be fundamentally flawed as a human being. And that was really the owie belief that we had to get to. And once we got to that, then we could really look at how can she be a better friend to herself? Because when we have that kind of deep owie belief of there's something wrong with me, we aren't very good friends to ourselves because we hold ourselves with such low self-worth that it's hard to show up for ourselves. So one of the biggest things when it comes to having healthy friendships is to be a good friend to yourself. I talked about this in the intro. If you talk to your friends or your wannabe friends, like you often talk to yourself or treat yourself, would you have any friends? I mean, seriously, think about that. The better friend you are to yourself, the better friendships you will have. Friendships also bring out beautiful qualities in us. And we can often think that it was the friend that did it. 
like in Nicole's case, you know, that friend brought out her creativity and brought out her fun, but that's a projection. So once that friend went away, those parts of her hid away, but those parts are still in her, which is why I encourage her so strongly, have more fun, be more creative, bring back that playful side because you'll start being a better friend to yourself that way and you'll be more magnetic. More people want to be your friend if you bring out that side of yourself. We also talked about how as grown-ups we can have more mature relationships and more mature friendships and friendships can actually be easier. You know, I had so much wounding around friendships from middle school and elementary school and I carried that into my adulthood. But then I finally realized, wait, I'm a grown-up. I can have grown-up conversations with my friends. If one of my friends does something I don't understand or stops talking to me, I can call her or him up and have a carefrontation conversation and I can speak my truth. Like the story I told you about my friend telling me that she was disappointed that we kept missing calls. I also have the emotional maturity and so do you as an adult to know that if a friend leaves you or a friend backs away, to not take that personally, that oftentimes it's their stuff. And also know that it's okay to think, hey, maybe that person backed away because they were jealous or I triggered them. I think sometimes we take things personally, like we take a friend leaving us personally before we really own, maybe I just triggered them, maybe my light was too bright because we think if we own that, we're bragging or we, we're being arrogant, but that's it, it could just be the truth. Sometimes people are going to be jealous of you. Sometimes your light may be too bright for people, but hey, think of it this way. Can you think of one person now that you're jealous of? Can you think of one person now that you admire? Of course. We experience jealousy towards others and sometimes other people experience jealousy towards us. We're triggered by others. Sometimes people are triggered by us. It doesn't make you arrogant to own that sometimes. And you don't have to make the person wrong if that's the reason that they did it. It's just so important not to take things personally. And if a friend distances themselves from the friendship or pulls back, It also is incumbent upon you to ask and to see if there's anything you were doing that caused it. Were you being a crappy friend? You know, because sometimes we need to look at, all right, well, maybe my light was too bright and they were jealous. But other times we may need to look at, hey, was I being a good friend? And sometimes not being a good friend is not being vulnerable. Like if you're in a friendship and you're not sharing your truths, you're not being vulnerable, you're not letting that person in, they're going to feel that and they're going to feel your walls up. And so in that case, you're not being a great friend either. So I just really, really encourage you, look at the projection, look at the triggers, look at the way you are to yourself. And finally, stop giving so much of your power away to other people. If you had one person that was a bad friend or you got teased, you got bullied, you've got to take your power back and start being more intentional about creating your soul family and your friendships. Because As an adult, having healthy and thriving connected friendships is key to your emotional well-being. So some takeaways for you. I mentioned that Nicole was in mastery, my personal mastery course. That's a great way to meet friends and meet like-minded people and work on your friendship with yourself. So you can join us there at christinehassler.com slash mastery. It's another way to get live coaching from me as well. Next, get to the ouchy belief. You know, we we talked about the belief that Nicole had about it not being safe and she couldn't trust people. But underneath that was that deeper belief about not being enough. And then find evidence for where your deeper ouchy beliefs aren't true. Like for Nicole, if she really wasn't enough, 
Would she be married with two kids? If she really wasn't enough, would she have any acquaintances at all? Like find evidence to prove the BS of your limiting belief. Next, do the projection work. Like if there is a friendship that went away and you miss that person, look at the qualities that came out of you when you were together and really start to bring those qualities forward more and more in your life. And as I advise Nicole, if there's somebody from your past that hurt you, write them a letter expressing your feelings, getting it all out, whatever you need to say. You can mail it. You can send it. Or I guess we don't really mail things these days. You can email it or Facebook it or not. It could be just for you. It's just a great way to get a lot of those feelings that you maybe haven't expressed out. So those are your takeaways. That's our show for today. I wanted to also mention that I have one more opening The year is about to close out and I have one more opening for a private client coming up in 2019. So if you're feeling that call to work with me one-on-one and you've been thinking about it and now you're listening to me say it, perhaps this is the sign. Maybe we have a divine appointment. If you want to learn more about that, please email jill at christinehassler.com. Sending all of you so much love and many blessings. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehassler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehassler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Blessings.